Today on the news and why it matters, uh, new remarks from a top Ukrainian official damages Democrats' impeachment narrative. <gasps> Who would have ever guessed? Plus, uh, a new official candidate for the Democratic 2020 primary. Mm, can't wait to add to the list of 10 million already. Got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stu Bergier, our, our regular Stu Bergier. That's me, I'm regular. I just feel like I give everyone else titles, and for Stu, I'm just like, it's Stu. It's just me. I'm here. I'm sitting here all the time, and there's no need to <laughs> introduce me every day. Every day. We've got a host of Slightly Offensive, Elijah Schaefer. Always happy to have you in studio, Elijah. Awesome, thank you. I'm also not the regular guy. I'm just He's the average white guy mm -hmm. in the uh, vest. I'm like more of like the Northern California white guy <laughs> who probably like codes and also like censors conservatives online secretly uh -huh. without my bosses knowing, you know what I'm saying? That seems like a, re that's a really in-depth uh, well, analysis. The, he's, got the, he's got the collared one. Mm -hmm. so he's like your average just dad. Yeah, that's me. I am well, what dad. is with the what is with the ribbon? Okay, so this actually, um, as I was mentioning to some of the staff here earlier, is for the uh, Trump derangement syndrome campaign, the TDS awareness. Mm -hmm. A psychiatrist <laughs> actually um, basically diagnosis as a real syndrome in Americans, uh, characterized by an innate sense of fear and anxiety, just because Donald Trump is president. And it's not a joke. People are not able to go to work. They're having to get doctor's notes. They're not even able to to uh, a bunch of keep college relationships. Students are being yeah, college students. It. Yes, I think that's. Oh, yeah. Primarily the, the group that get diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I brought you guys, first of all, your own original. Um, and these are actually made in America, wow. by the way, the pin and, <laughs> I'm not even joking, and then your own slightly offensive uh, Raise Awareness campaign sticker. It has my name on it. Don't worry about that. I'm not narcissistic, but <laughs> put on your car or wherever you, you see go. fit. Please, Raise Awareness, find a cure. I <laughs> love it. Thank you so much. I'm hoping that a cure is four more years to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Hoping that that's the cure. Yeah. Uh, we've also got political consultant Luke Macias here. Thank you so much for being here, gentlemen. Uh, got a lot coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So uh, if you are like many Americans, you know, you like to utilize your Second Amendment rights, you like to go to the range, you want to be a responsible, you know, Second Amendment uh, gun advocate. So you got to go to the range, you got to practice, you got to shoot. The problem is that that gets really costly. Uh, and also, you really don't get to know your gun as well as you would if you dry fire your, your gun. Um, so iTarget Pro, what they do is they have a laser bullet and pack they made fun of me when I called it a laser bullet, but it says it on the box, okay? It's a laser bullet, literally. You put it in your gun, and uh, it comes with a little target that you can set up at your home, wherever you would like to conveniently shoot. It doesn't use any ammunition, and it keeps track of where you are shooting. Those of you who are watching um, can see that iTarget Pro in action. I have it at my house. It is the way that I first introduced my son to my firearm. Um, and it's, it's worked really great for us. It saves you money. It pays for itself just in, you know, the ammunition fees and, or I'm sorry, the range fees and the ammunition that you're having to use and spend whenever you go to the range. So you can go to itargetpro.com, train at home, use promo code NEWS, and you will get 10% off plus free shipping. That is promo code NEWS at itargetpro.com. So um, the Ukrainian foreign minister said today that 
United States Ambassador Gordon Sondland did not link financial military assistance to a request for Ukraine to open up an, an investigation into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Um, he said Ambassador Sondland did not tell us and certainly did not tell me about a connection between the, ins the assistance and the investigations. He said you should ask him. I've never seen a direct relationship between investigations and security assistance. Mm. Um, but, Stu, I feel like we should probably not take that into consideration as much as we should all of the people who were not involved with any sort of conversations and have never talked to the president before, right? That, that makes sense, right? That's always the best way to do it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, that's interesting. That's a, that's a big uh, development uh, in, the, in Trump's defense, right? If you, can get, if you can get some disagreement among witnesses, it's, it makes it a little bit easier to, uh, to be able to argue your side. I think so far we've basically only seen people who have come out because this is, of course, the way the Democrats have designed it, yep. uh, that have only come out and, and, and taken the opposite side on that. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I don't, this sort of stuff, like whether he wanted it to be a quid pro quo or not is not that big of a deal to me, frankly. Um, whether it was in the national interest is a big, is a big deal to me. Um, you know, he should be holding back money, frankly, if, uh, if it's in the national interest uh, and they've lost billions and billions of our dollars before, to say, hey, you know what, uh, we're going to avoid the corruption or you're not getting this money is not a crazy thing for a president <laughs> to do. In fact, we saw the vice president do it, Biden, mm -hmm. uh, to Ukraine about a prosecution going on in Ukraine. And like bragged the, about it on video. It, the exact same situation. Mm -hmm. uh, so really, to me, it only comes down to whether it was good for the country or not. Is this a good move? You know, Democrats, of course, like to see Trump as this guy who only cares about himself and, and only cares about uh, his, only, his personal political gains. So it's easy for them to see it through that prism. Um, but on the other side, if you have a vice president who is potentially uh, involved in corruption, maybe trying to enrich his family, uh, maybe involved in all sorts of weird inner dealings uh, in a, in a for foreign country where tons of our money is lost. To me, that's very centrally in the middle of American interest. We need to know what the hell happened there. Um, Elijah, it's interesting because the Democrats apparently, what, two years ago, three years ago, cared a lot about finding out whether or not there was corruption or interference with a foreign country in any sort of US election. Now, not so much. Now, we don't really, we're not supposed to care about foreign interference or, uh, you know, corrupt foreign dealings, right? right. Well, <clears throat> number one, we don't care because when you look at it, I think it's so funny for someone to go, Trump is a Russian agent, right? He's all for Russia. And that's all we heard is this conspiracy theory, 1.0, 2.0, even 3.0 of like, well, maybe, you know, the hearings ended. Maybe Mueller was, wasn't fully complete. Maybe we need to look back into this to see if he somehow lied at some point in the, in the hearings. And then all of a sudden they go, actually, he's working with Ukraine against his campaign, which if you have kept up with anything, Ukraine and Russia are not exactly on good terms. So it's like, you know, oh, you know, he's working for Nazi Germany and he was working for, for England at the same time. You know, it's like, well, what is it then? So, either, so maybe he's just working for the interest of America. Right. Because if it seems like he's working for enemy countries... That would either mean either he's playing them against each other mm. or he's probably just not working for them. Mm. He's working with them or trying to understand them to push our own interests forward. And I think this whole idea with Biden, with his son Hunter, I think this is just because he's a, a candidate doesn't mean that we allow corruption, which is what the Democrats always want to do. Mm -hmm. They always want to, I think that's why Hillary might actually even like run. Because think about it, if this is what they do though. If she runs, right, she said there's a lot of pressure on her. Yeah. And oh, then, many, many, many people are pressuring her, I'm and, sure. And there's a lot of, there's, there's these open investigations possibly yeah. right now under her emails. And then now they can tell the public, well, look, he's trying to investigate a political candidate. When really, in reality, her corruption 
far preceded her running or maybe joining the race. And same thing with Biden. It's like this corruption didn't just happen today. It was ongoing. And now because suddenly he's running, he's an elite and he's above reprimand or above scrutiny. I don't think so. Yeah. Luke, what are your thoughts? Um, Intent is prior to content. And what Democrats are trying to do is Mm -hmm. they've taken the content that's within the call and they want to infuse a whole lot of intent behind it. And I think that what Jim Jordan brought out in his questioning of Ambassador Taylor was just the lack of uh, almost meat on the bones that Democrats have provided the American people to really make their case for what the intent was. And the more statements that come out like this, the harder it is for Democrats to really convince independents and the American people uh, that their view of this issue and scandal is correct. Yeah. What What do you did you keep up with the the impeachment hearings? A little bit. I mean, yeah, I was I far? was able to to watch what happened. Yeah. What was the Was there anything that was particularly shocking to you that came out? Not necessarily. I just thought that at the end of the day, um, you, you have a hearing that is clearly one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Republicans have to continue to do a better job showing the American people that they're not able to bring the witnesses that they want to bring, and they're not able to give the other side of the story, because I do think that generally that's how we view justice being delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where I think that um, the Republicans still have a little bit of work to do, is really to make that case even more clear to the American people. What are you, do, I assume you kept up with it as well, Elijah. What are your thoughts? News fest. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> horse crap. So boring. I mean, honestly, when you, when you hear the same story reiterated time and time again, I don't have direct evidence that there's any sort of collusion here to work with a foreign agent against a candidate. But I did hear, overhear something somewhere uh, that might lead to some sort of indictment against the president mm-hmm. is just rubbish. And a lot of these things are happening in secret. And I still want to know, where's the whistleblower? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I want to hear from. And the fact that they're being so secretive about this means that perhaps even their key witness probably has as little as the witnesses they've put forward already, which is pretty much next to nothing. Yeah, I mean, if they, these were supposed to be their explosive witnesses, right? And you had Taylor who sat up there and said, all I can tell you is what I heard from some people, (laughs) which I'm pretty sure in a court of law is not allowed. That's called hearsay. Uh, but apparently it's it's supposed to just make the, the Democrats' case on impeachment. Yeah, I mean, if you watched the coverage of this yesterday, yep. it was, it, there was this huge bombshell moment where, you know, it was a Taylor, I think it was Taylor that said, look, uh, I talked to, first of all, he wasn't him. He said, I talked to one of my staff members who said he was at a table with Sondland and heard Trump on a cell phone while Sondland was talking to him. So, like, I, I mean, Trump is a loud guy, maybe. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, it seems like at a, a restaurant, I don't know how you'd actually detect his voice. And he said something about, um, uh, about you know, asking about the investigations. And Trump, uh, they, when they asked Sondland about this afterwards, what does Trump think about uh, Ukraine? Uh, apparently this aide of the witness uh, who didn't actually see uh, or hear the conversation said, um, well, look, he cares more about the Biden investigation than he does Ukraine. And like this is like the oh the drop the mic moment for the left. They were all talking about it yesterday. Like it was his biggest thing. And it's like this is a guy who ran on a campaign America first. Well, yeah, he cares more. Yes, he's the president of the United States. He should right. care more about America yeah. than he does about about Ukraine. Um, look, it, again, this this is like the easiest thing in the world to to make these leaps if you go into it thinking everything he did was was for his own personal uh, political gain. Mm-hmm. It's like if you go into a murder trial and you're like, murderer Sarah Gonzalez here was in the <laughs> restaurant and that's when the murder... Well, she's a murderer, of course. She yeah, did these yeah. terrible things. Um, with Trump, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to basically convict him before you hear the evidence. So all the evidence that you hear is through the prism of a man who's guilty. 
And of course he looks guilty through that prism. They're not judging it as they would, I think, any, certainly any Democrat, but even any normal person. There's no presumption of innocence here at all. Which I think anyone, uh, if anyone were to really look at what's going on um, with any sort of objectivity, they would say, okay, obviously the Democrats are scared, you know, of Trump winning again in 2020. They're trying to do whatever they can to prevent that from happening. Not to mention, we also have Al Green, who... (laughs) basically said just that. Uh, let's let's watch really quickly because Al Green said it. Someone else has just said it just today. Watch Al Green first. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much clearer you can make it. Jim Jordan had a sign of that quote from Al Green that was sitting oh. behind him during the impeachment hearings, which was awesome troll. Props to Jim Jordan. Uh, but you've also got... AOC, our good friend AOC, who, you know, a little bit more long-winded because that's how AOC is. It takes a little bit of time for her, the, the hamster wheel, to turn in her head to get her point across. But if you listen, she's saying the same thing. Watch. At the end of the day, we have to be able to come together as a caucus. And if it is this Ukrainian allegation that is what brings the caucus together, um, then I think we have to run with however we unify the House. And so while I believe mm-hmm. personally that we should be pursuing an invest- and investigating quite fragrant, fragrant, flagrant abuses of the emoluments clause, um, <clears throat> even reporting as recently as, as, may, as the suspicious stops at Trump properties, even in um, congressional delegations or rather in um, foreign trips, I I think that all of this is is game for investigation, but we also need to move quite quickly because we're talking about the potential compromise of the 2020 elections. And so this is not just about something that has occurred. This is about preventing a potentially disastrous outcome from occurring next year. I mean, took a while to get to your point there, girl. Sometimes I wonder if she has a word of the day and she tries to just use it as arguments. Uh, emoluments in that one? Or, or caucus. Did she say flagrant? She said ca- flagrant? Fra- flagrant? Yeah, she yeah. didn't quite yeah. master flagrant, yeah. I know, I was interested how she she nailed emoluments and could not <laughs> get flagrant. Like, that was uh, an interesting combination. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, this is what their plan is, right? This is just a, this is like a giant political commercial, right? Like they have, it's, you know, you can run these ads on Facebook and you run these ads on TV or you can have a big impeachment thing. We all know once they got control of the House, they were going to do something like this. And that is what it is. We all know he's going to get impeached and we all know it's not going to be he's not going to be removed. So we're here in this giant little area where does it help him or hurt him in the election? You know, if the Republicans do a good job and present how ridiculous this case is, um, then I think it actually can help the president. Right. I mean, like he's going to look targeted and 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 that is like where he likes to be. He likes to be the guy who's, you know, receiving the fire so he can try to fire back. On the other side of it, you know, I mean, we've never seen this happen right before an election. I mean, it's never happened in American history, so we don't know what the effects are. Do you agree, Elijah? Yeah, well, I think when the the dumbest people in the room and the biggest morons are against somebody, um, (laughs) and I I kind of can see which side I'm probably going to end up taking, Mm -hmm. because when you can't even get a word right and you talk about fragrance and (laughs) cologne and you're, I mean, really, I mean, she has to go out of her way almost to sound stupid, and I don't mean to degrade her as a woman, like or or anything. Oh, don't but, even bring up the woman but, thing. No, no, no. She's, but I mean, she is stupid regardless of her gender. Yeah, well, we're that's what to, I'm saying. We're about to get there. <laughs> she has, so it's like being a previous bartender. To me, it's, she talks 
consistent with a bartender who's taken too many shots in between serving drinks. I mean, she doesn't get her words straight, and then she gives the smoking gun out to the public saying, we're doing this to unify our base, basically, and to unify ourselves, because the Democrats are so broken apart right now, they don't know what to do. You have like four or five of them that basically are in the, in the forefront, in the spotlight. And what are the rest of the Democrats doing? probably trying to do their damn jobs, mm -hmm. honestly. And before I, I talk too much crud on, on all Democrats, there are some out there that are just trying to work for the people. And then you have these people that are trying to take over the party, and they have. This is the Democratic Party now. Mm -hmm. And they're out there making an impeachment what they're part of. And Ilhan Omar tweeted out that she was elected to try to impeach Trump just a while ago, mm -hmm. which is like, well, I don't remember reading those articles in, in any type of our documents about the Congress being elected to impeach yeah. a president. And you see the sort of back-end push that these people are agents. They're put there by justice Democrats, like this woman right here, the great representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, why it wasn't to make good legislation, it was to put the spectacle on that we're seeing now, and it's costing taxpayers money. We should be pissed off. Yeah, Luke, last I think, uh, you know, we'd all, I think everybody at this table would love for AOC to be the main strategist for Democrats moving into 2020. So, oh, I mean, for all the Democrats watching, please continue to let her be your spokesman. Um, my takeaway from that clip was really interesting, and this is something that I've observed from politicians at local office, Republicans and Democrats are a real problem. She focused on whatever is going to unite our caucus is the thing we need to do. Yeah. And mm -hmm. politicians far too often are more concerned with what keeps the club together mm -hmm. than they are the substance of the policy that they're discussing. And that is... Uh, just a problem of, of politicians in general, and it's easy to see that she's fitting in well with her colleagues in Congress. And I will say just quickly, yeah. that's why AOC is so valuable, because she's dumb enough to just blurt that stuff out. Like, that's <laughs> yep. something they're supposed to be hiding, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're just whatever, we're, I don't know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you guys together. think, we'll all go. Yeah, yeah, we'll just go for it. <laughs> that, you're not supposed to say so, that. That's just what we all talk about. <laughs> yeah. in the caucus. That's why it's called a caucus. Uh, closed doors. As always, <laughs> thank you, AOC, for all of your content. We'll be back in a minute. My favorite still is the one from the other day when she said, when politicians let you down. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our new sponsor of the program, Keeps. Uh, so uh, losing your hair is not fun, oh, right? Yeah. And this is for, uh-oh. Uh, it's holding his <laughs> this head. Is Where is this? Oh, men is... and women. Okay, so listen up. Men and really women. Targeted. It happens to all of us. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Uh, what you may not know is that okay. the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT. Now, there's a solution. <laughs> the FDA approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT and prevent hair loss. It's even triggered hair regrowth in a really, really good percentage of men. Now, until now, those products were really expensive and they required a doctor's visit, which is like, men don't go to the doctor. No. Please, you guys don't go to the doctor Never. for anything. All right, well, you don't need to do that anymore. Keeps offers the generic versions of those two FDA-approved hair products. So not only are they up to 90% effective, they are totally affordable. And I got you half off to get you started. With Keeps, you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch while you're watching this program. Answer a few questions, take a few pictures of your hair. A licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right treatment for you. It's shipped discreetly to your door. Uh, you got a free online doctor consult and 50% off your first order. That is keeps.com slash why. Keeps.com slash why. Yeah, I said 50% off. Go there now. Keeps.com slash why. 
All right. 2020. Oh, man. Mm. You would think that the amount of candidates are shrinking, but they're actually just getting bigger <laughs> because random people decide <laughs> to jump in randomly. Uh, Deval Patrick, we mentioned that there were rumors that he was looking to jump in. He has actually announced he will be making a last-minute entrance into the 2020 Democratic primary. He is, of course, the former governor of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, is this still, last yeah. What? It's pretty last minute. Are you no. running? Well, New Hampshire. I am stepping yeah. in. I am stepping in. I mean, the la- what? T- Friday tomorrow is the last day to file in New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. So, and t- so to your point about Hillary Clinton earlier, we should know if she's going to get in by tomorrow, I right? Think that was just a book sales spike. No, but she yeah. said she said I'm getting immense pressure from she many, did. many, many. Many people, in her words, exactly. And we, as we pointed out on the program yesterday, or as Stu pointed out, there were a lot of like weird qualifiers. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's uh, like, as I'm sitting here in this studio <laughs> right now, my plan is, as I was like over and over and over again. I mean, look, the, the Deval Patrick thing is bizarre. It really, mm-hmm. I mean, I. I don't know how, like Bloomberg, you can at least theoretically make a case because he's got $50 billion mm-hmm. and he can spend his way to get on all these ballots 60. and everything. 60 now? 60 billion? Oh, Congratulations. Sorry. 10 off. Well, you could spend 10 on the election. Then. I know. It'll still, still be 50. I know. <laughs> um, uh, this is why, again, like my, uh, cons- my, my fun theory is, uh, is Bloomberg as vice president. Because mm-hmm. then he can step in and spend as much as he wants and uh, and can compete. That's a good theory. Though I don't think that anyone would Did that work well for Hillary? I mean, do we remember well, that one? Well, she did spend a lot of money. It didn't exactly work out. Right. But there's a difference between spending, you know, spending a lot of time running around the country getting donations uh, and having $50 billion to just write checks. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it would be. The Libertarians did this one time. I think I was talking about this before where they did it once and they ran a guy. Uh, as, uh, it was one of the Koch brothers, actually, as their VP. And, you know, look, they didn't win. I don't know if anyone noticed this. The Libertarians didn't win the presidency. Um, it was like in 1980. Uh, but it did give them more votes than they had ever had. Um, I don't know. That's, that's just more of a fun theory. But I, when it comes to um, Patrick, the only thing that's really interesting here is uh, he's tight with with Obama. And mm-hmm. did Obama actually say, yeah, jump in? Because if he did, I mean, what, can you, can, can, can Biden be slapped in the president. face more? <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I don't understand this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's either he's saying, like Barack Obama should be coming out and saying, look, I told Deval, don't go in. Right. Like, if you care at all about the guy you selected as vice president of the United States, he doesn't seem to. Yeah. So far, he has been completely silent on a good old Joe running. Uh, so Deval Patrick does not support Medicare for all, seems to have jumped out saying basically the uh, contrast to Elizabeth Warren does not support Medicare for all, does not support the wealth tax. What is why, why is he doing this now? Well, the better question is, what are Democrats? Because what, what you're seeing is you're seeing two distinct parties being displayed to the public. One that's going, I'll give you everything you want, even if you don't want it, right? I'm going to teach you that you need this, which is Medicare for all. I'm fine right now without, uh, without health insurance in California, but they're going to reintroduce the uh, mandate in my state. Um, so they're going to keep pushing the, the well, Medicare for all. You're going to move all. to Texas. Yeah, that's why I got to move to Texas. But, okay. but for now, um, while I'm there, you know, I kind of see what a state looks like when it's run mm-hmm. by Democrats doing what Democrats want to do. And in the end, I end up paying, if I look at my income, about 40% of my income on taxes in the end, by the end of the year. 
uh, it's almost impossible to run my business there. I mean, I have to, I, I filmed videos in a studio in my bedroom and I had to pay a city tax, uh, a motion picture tax to film Shut and up. upload YouTube videos in my bedroom. <laughs> so, so, I mean, realistically speaking, when you're looking at this guy coming in, I think he's trying to represent, and he's saying, hey, not all Democrats are as crazy mm -hmm. as these Warrens, as these Kamala Harris's, as these Bernie Sanders. There's more moderate people out there. Mm -hmm. But look at, look at Biden. He's technically more moderate in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is definitely, I mean, if he's not beating off corn pop and the gang at the, <laughs> at the diving board in the summer pool, you know, and, and uh, you know, messing up basic words like AOC. <laughs> really, truly, people don't like him because he's not extreme enough. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's not. Yeah. Luke, we got about 30 seconds. He loses. I mean, this is just Biden with a cool factor, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's, he's trying to find a lane for himself. I think the Daily Wire talked about the fact that 60% of Democrat primary voters said they wished they had more options just last week. Jeez. So he's given them more options <laughs> and he's doing what they want. Wow, that is like, if that doesn't show you the sad state of affairs within the Democratic Party, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, back in a minute. <laughs> that is, you, they better be so embarrassed by that. It was, it was 62. Hey, in case you missed Glenn's latest chalkboard special uh, that took place yesterday, it was called the Democrats Hydra. And it was not just a chalkboard, by the way. It was just full of information that uh, you are not going to believe if you missed it. Uh, it was unavailable for a little bit on, on the platform. It is back up now. We had some technical issues we had to work through. It is back up now. You have to watch it. I'm just saying, I, like, you're going to lose your mind when you realize what all has been going on underneath your nose the entire time with your tax dollars and who all is behind it. You got to go watch it. It's available on YouTube. It uh, should be available on Facebook, I believe, but it's YouTube, Blaze TV's YouTube. Also, uh, blazetv.com. You can save $20 with code GBOFF. And if you do go to blazetv.com, you will also have access to Slightly Offensive. Yes. Elijah's, we're now, we're yes. now on there. Yeah. <laughs> you look surprised. I know. Well, well, well because. Did I just announce this to you? Yeah. Because we've, He's like, oh my God. We've always, we've always been a, a, a brand that's offered most of our work for free, but yeah. but also now you get the old stuff that YouTube even removes, age restricts, oh, nice. which is all amazing. Yeah. So you can go to blazetv.com. Also check him out on YouTube, Slightly Offensive. We'll see you guys in overtime. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Before we get back into the conversation and into overtime, we want to thank our sponsor, real estate agents, I trust. Uh, if you are looking to buy or sell your house, which, by the way, now's the time. I'm just saying interest rates are not going to stay low forever. Uh, you need a good real estate agent. And unfortunately for you, there are only about 10 million of them out there who say, well, I'm a real estate agent and I'm really good at what I do. You can ask my daughter. She really likes my work. Uh, but a lot of them, they just like, they just do it part time. They don't really know the area. It's just like, eh, just kind of do it whenever I feel like it. And they don't know uh, where you and your family are going to feel the safest and get you the best deal. That's what realestateagentsitrust.com is for. It is basically a matchmaking service for a real estate agent and your family. And oftentimes they're listeners and viewers of the show. So they share your values. They already know that like you don't want to move into the neighborhood with all of the crackheads. So they're going to put you in the right place for you and your family. You got to go to real 
realestateagentsitrust.com. Fill out a form. It's going to take you five minutes, and you'll have a real estate agent. If you do it during business hours, usually within like 10 minutes, they'll get a hold of you and contact you. It is that easy, realestateagentsitrust.com. So talking about 2020, we were just talking about Deval Patrick and uh, his stark contrast with Elizabeth Warren. Okay, we got to get into a couple things with uh, with good old Lizzie here. First of which is um, I cannot handle this. She is actually selling a billionaire tears mug. <laughs> Such a rip which off. is so, thank you. That yeah. was my first thing. Was like, um, hello, Daily Wire. Yeah. Like that is such a rip off. Meeting, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. like we need an idea. Billionaire tears. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. but instead of liberal tears. Yeah. What about billionaire tears? Yeah. And everyone thought that it was the most brilliant plan that they'd ever heard. Are billionaires crying? Like, was that, is that a thing? They're very the liberal, sad. Mm. Well, the liberal tears <laughs> thing like actually made sense, yeah. which shows you how uncreative these people actually are. <laughs> it was like you, it's a, it actually made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing crying with a billion dollars? True. Well, but I, maybe her point is, I'm going to take your billion dollars, and then you're going to cry because you're going to be poor like the rest of us. Go to hell, so. Socialists, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. kind of a, a weird, uh, interesting part of the story is that this is actually being sold through Shopify, which is a Canadian e-commerce company whose founder and CEO is worth an estimated two point eight billion dollars. Love it. <laughs> Love yes, it. capitalism. Oh, I know. It always right? succeeds. I know. You know capitalism Ma- always wins. <laughs> Mark Benioff, uh, Benioff, I think he's the Salesforce CEO, penned a open letter. Uh, like a week ago, and he says, to my fellow billionaires, and then he ends up just completely complaining about capitalism and telling them how we all have to pay higher taxes, but you just go, the first line in your letter would not exist if it weren't for free market capitalism. Yeah. You wouldn't have a bunch of fellow billionaires to talk to. That's just a fundamental misunderstanding of what a free market economy does and how opportunities get created. And, and, and you know, not to mention that you know, the people who lived you know, 50 to 100 years ago, mm-hmm. the richest people <laughs> on earth lived much worse yeah. than, than people in the middle class or even lower class do yeah. now. I mean, these improvements come so far so fast and, you know, you, know, you go, they go, I love the example of, you know, like one of the kings back in the day. And what they used to do is they would have this giant, you know, the, the classic giant table where all the servants would come and put every kind of different food out so they could select whatever they want. That's just a grocery store now. Right? Like every <laughs> or a person. Buffet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Uber Eats. It's any of this stuff. It's like every person here now has access. You know, sometimes it's, it's more expensive than they can afford, but the average person can afford yeah. to eat basically any food that they want, uh, especially if they're going to prepare it themselves. That's not that's something that, that kings had mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago. Yeah, uh, this, whole, this whole class warfare thing, Elijah. Uh, I'm sure that you see it often because you're uh, out on the streets, putting your life (laughs) in danger, talking to Antifa. But it it seems to be kind of their rallying cry is just it's not fair that you have more money than me and I'm going to punish you for it. I yeah, just, well, well, because okay, modern day, modern day protesters, right? You get these anti-fascists and these DSA, which Antifa, by the way, develops out of the KDP, the like basically the communist mm-hmm. realm of of uh, pre-Nazi Germany, or or in some cases, by the way, people don't know that anti-fascist worked with uh, Nazis in certain cases, try to defeat the democratic socialists. But you have this war that's going on there, and when you look at it, and you, they say, oh, they're fighting us as fascists. 
uh, really their ideology is they believe that fascism is the apex or the final stage of capitalism. So they're actually anti-capitalists. Really all we're fighting against right now is communists versus capitalists. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting that like why you see left-wing candidates like, like Elizabeth Warren, like Joe Biden, unable to actually condemn these groups. Um, because they go, well, look, look at these groups. They're fighting fascists. We don't like fascists. But what's really happening is what's been happening since the Cold War. It's commies fighting with capitalists, really, to have a free market or to be enslaved to the state and state-owned mm -hmm. property. State, I mean, basically, your whole life signed away. And so, really, when I'm talking to these people and you look at this, it's like, we can't let them hold the narrative. And we can't let people like this hold the narrative of billionaires versus the working people. This is cultural Marxism. This is pitting classes against each other so the state can grab more power and can keep people from upward mobility. And I'm not having it. Well, it's completely neglecting, too, Stu, the fact that, like, we act as if billionaires, A, have all of this liquid money that they can just give to the government, but B, that they don't contribute to jobs and, you know, the market and, uh, oh, I don't know, this little device yeah. right here that I use to text and call people all the time. I mean, it's like we completely neglect to talk about any of their contributions to society. Yeah. And Elizabeth Warren is forced to because Shopify is a great example of it. This is a guy who started, uh, he started the company, I believe it was to sell snowboards and yes. snowboarding yeah, his own his own yeah. business. Yeah. And he just started, so, and he couldn't find a good platform, so he just started Built playing with it. And, and all of his friends were like, hey, like I don't care about your stupid snowboards, but can I use the platform? Because that looks pretty awesome. Yep. He built it from nothing. Nothing. He wasn't a billionaire at the start. The guy built it from nothing. And now he's worth $2.8 billion. And the Elizabeth nice. Warren campaign that calls out billionaires every day and says that, you know, they basically shouldn't exist, can't find their way to do business without him. Mm. You know, I mean, think about that. They should be, uh, you'd think that they'd embrace some communist or, I mean, Antifa, they built a platform, probably not. But I mean, I'm sure there's some small platform out there that could have used their help. No, they went to the guys who knew what they were doing, and that happened to be a billionaire. There's a reason he's a billionaire. Because this stuff works really well. It makes it really easy. And even Elizabeth Warren knows that. The well, difference go ahead. in that reality and the reality that they want is there will still be billionaires, but they will only be the rich and powerful elite that are tied to the state. Not people mm -hmm. who have an original idea, deliver real value, help create real jobs, and in expand wealth. It's not a fixed pie, and it's just something they don't understand. Uh, by the way, a billionaire Leon Cooperman responded to Warren's new ad that, of course, demonizes all of the all of the those terrible rich people who are contributing to society so much he said in my opinion she represents the worst in politicians as she's trying to demonize wealthy people because there are more poor people than wealthy people mm -hmm. as far as the accusations of insider trading uh, which by the way he was accused of I won the case she's disgraceful she doesn't know who the F she's tweeting <laughs> I gave away more in the year than she has in her whole effing lifetime <laughs> I like that tell us how you really feel though Cooperman how this, do you really feel this is the guy that came out for Bloomberg? Uh, yes. For, yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Elon Omar was saying, I wonder why. <laughs> yes. They both yeah. seem pretty Jewy. <laughs> uh, she didn't say that last part exactly, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's what yeah. she meant. Intent um, is prior to content. If they get to do what we do that's too. That's right. <laughs> uh, so Kellyanne Conway, poor Kellyanne Conway, um, you know, we've, we've kind of noted on the program, mm. she kind of uh, deviates a little bit from her husband, George, <laughs> yeah, makes it very, times. very apparent that they have very different political opinions, which kind of puts her in a tricky situation because, you know, it's kind of her job to go out and defend the president. Um, but I want to get y'all's thoughts on, yes, we're in Texas, so I say y'all. Uh, I want to get y'all's thoughts on her appearance with Wolf Blitzer on CNN um, when Wolf Blitzer was trying to ask her about impeachment and about 
her husband's comments on all of the impeachment. Here's what you have to say. A final question, a sensitive question, uh, and it's it's a political question. It's a substantive question. I don't want to talk about your marriage. I know that there are, there are, there are issues there. Your husband George Conway is a lawyer. What did you just say? Your husband George no, no, Conway. Did you just say there are issues there? You don't want to talk about marriage. I don't want to talk about. No, I don't want to. Why talk, did you say that? I don't want to talk about your marriage. I don't want to talk about your. I want to talk about a substantive point that your husband George Conway made. He was on television all day yesterday during this, the first day of the impeachment <laughs> hearings, and he said this about the President of the United States. I just want your reaction to the substance of what so he said. So before you play the clip, which I haven't seen, why? And why are you doing that? Because, because he's a legal scholar, he's a lawyer, and he was really going after the President of the United States, and he was and, all over and the television is, yesterday. And, and, come on. I just want you to, I just... And he's married to me? What you know, it, it, he happens to be married to you. What's but you can run that? the you can run the clip of Jeffrey. He happens to be married to me. That's bizarre. Correct. But uh, he's also a legal scholar. He's he's got a substantive point. Listen to I what think it, Jeffrey Tubin's point. Your your senior legal analyst. I love his point on <laughs> CNN yesterday. We we don't have to play a competitor's clip. You could just play the CNN clip <laughs> where Jeffrey Tubin said it's a problem that uh, that um, Taylor and Kent never met. Donald Trump. He said to Jake, it's a problem. It's, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with Jake. Jake Tapper said something I'm like, not, um, I'm not disagreeing you know, with you. It, they might have to, they might have to meet the whistleblower, at least talk to, talk to him or her, him in private, because you have to be able to confront your accused. Right. But so, you, you so should here, not have here, just said to your audience, um, I don't want to talk about your marriage quote. I know there are issues. Why, why would you say that? What is it? I don't want to talk about vital? your, I don't want to talk about why your Why do you say there are issues? <laughs> Listen to what your husband said. I'll play the all right, so uh, really awkward moment. Really awkward. But uh, I was—I don't think he should have said it that way. No, right? I mean, I, can we all, we can all agree, right? That was a pretty low blow. He, yeah. he got himself in that trouble. Yeah. He could have yeah. just even asked her about what he said. Yeah, yeah instead I mean, of qualifying it, you could right, tell. Right, right. Yeah, you, you don't know say. He's nervous. You could tell he doesn't yes. feel like it's the right thing to do. Right? Yes, and he's yes. right. I mean, you know, it's, it's not Wolf's best moment there. Yeah, I don't, don't want to talk about your weight gain. So let's just get into the the, the matter of today. It's like, well, <laughs> you brought you now you brought it up. Like, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I really appreciate that. That's how they always do. They throw things in. Yes. I mean, CNN is famous also for saying things like, "Oh, Donald Trump is against uh, immigrants." Like they just throw in this whole like this blanket word like yeah. immigrants and they just move along yeah. rather than than being truthful about it. And so they throw these things in to kind of take their drone like viewers into into stage and then just seed and feed them with this terrible mode that has broken down our media where they're talk talking about like tabloid issues mm -hmm. like her marriage and they want to talk about it oh, yeah. but they know that they're still pretending to be the news. Mm -hmm. So he has to be like, well. We are kind of a tabloid, but we got to now pretend to be the news for the next few moments. Right. Yeah. No, I just, I can't stand it. When they, well, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but, but I'm going right. to be rude. I also think that if she was a Democrat strategist, there would be outrage from yep. the left Absolutely. over how a woman was mistreated. Yes. And asked about her husband? Why are you asking right. a woman about her husband? That's right. But Kellyanne is not, she does not fit the group identity that they yes. want within women. And so though she's successful, she represents the wrong person, she holds the wrong worldview, and yeah. she won't have those same people who would support women if, if they were leftist actually come into her defense. Mm. And look, you know, the point he, Conway, made was just a run-of-the-mill point that 
could have yes. pulled from their own network yes. 50 yeah. times. They obviously did want to bring this up. I mean, it, frankly, it is a fascinating relationship. Like, yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I mean, the, no. people bring up Mary Matlin and, and James Carville, but, like, they would disagree on television and make points against each other. She's working for the president. He's, like, online <laughs> trying to ruin her career every day. Yeah. And then she has been caught multiple times going to the press and mistakenly being off the record, leaking thing. trash about him. <laughs> like, we just, just say that's a, clo- a source close to Conway. Like, wait, but you're Conway. What do you mean? <laughs> you like, sorry. That. Like, it's, uh, how are they still married? I am legitimately know. fascinated by it, but it's not something that they, A, if they want to be honest about it, just say it like that. Yeah. And B, it's really not a CNN. It shouldn't be a CNN yeah. journalism yeah. question, a right? Gotcha, like, a gotcha it's moment a, it's for Kellyanne totally Conway. Totally a gotcha thing. It'd be a great marriage. book after the yeah. president's it, tenure. It really yeah. is going to be fascinating. I, I, don't, I really don't understand it. I mean, disagreeing with your spouse is one thing. They are legitimately both trying to ruin each other's reputation <laughs> constantly in public. Bizarre. How <laughs> are they married? Bizarre. I don't know. Uh, yesterday's poll, are you going to watch the impeachment hearings today? So how many of you watched the impeachment hearings? 84% said no. They <laughs> no. <laughs> had better things to do. Hey, you know what? If it wasn't our jobs, we wouldn't have watched them either, I don't think. I don't know. I guess it, my Twitter view, my Twitter feed is skewed because it's a lot of you know yeah, political, conservative yeah, people. Because I felt like everyone was watching it. But no. Only 16% of you were. Uh, today's poll, did yesterday's impeachment hearing help Republicans, Democrats, or nobody? Mm, what do you think? Very few minds were changed, is how yeah, I would put it. Nobody. I, yeah, nobody. Nobody. You agree? I mean, it's not helping anybody because nobody's really watching it. So this is cable <laughs> news. It's failing. I'm not just boasting about the blaze and the internet is the next this is the future <laughs> it is. but it's like nobody's watching this stuff here you got to watch these impeachment hearings and this is going to help you and you go eh, next you know whatever. right hearings over things that we've already been told over and over and over again we have the transcript of the freaking phone call yeah. let's not forget that and that's all a- the interviews with these people yes. like, they're just reenacting yeah, them the tr- on stage it's like a play <laughs> so bizarre so bizarre. Let us know what you think. Uh, did yesterday's impeachment hearing help Republicans, Democrats, or nobody? You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Put on my pen. Oh, yeah? Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. Kind of. You're one of a kind. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.